Welcome to the BJJ Camps podcast. I'm here today with Owen Livesley on the Sunday of the well, the weekend. So there's been plenty going on so far. How have you found it teaching? I've loved it, mate. Um, it's good. I, I love teaching anyway. I enjoy teaching. Um, and it's been a great group here as well. They've all, they've all worked so hard. And I think wrestling's really physical, isn't it? So yeah. I think we've got a few... Um, a few sore bodies today, including myself, after jumping yeah. in, jumping in with them all last night. But yeah, mate, it's spot on. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And like I've said, I'm gonna um, start coming here and just participating in them myself. I think these this idea of having a camp and having a person that almost specialises in a specific area, mm. and they're gonna teach that area to you for two days straight. Yeah. And then you're gonna get the chance to spy with a lot of different people as well. Yeah, exactly. It's win-win, isn't it? That's that, that's primarily the main reason I started putting them on was that yeah. on its own. It's a perfect idea. You know, it's an, uh, it's an easy way of not, you know, I could go to one gyms on its own and travel myself and train with one group of people that have all learnt a specific style or I could put a camp on, have people come from 10 different gyms and train with 10 different styles. It. So it's, it's, it's absolutely a, perfect. I think it works really well as well. Um I'm obviously going to say that, being very biased about it, but uh, no, I don't. I, I like to think I've built a structure up with it that, that works. I agree, mate. I think uh, I'm a massive, uh, massive for cross training anyway, and get massive. Cause, and I think that's a judo thing, because judo, you're actually forced. Mm. It's like anyone who's worth anything in judo, they're lying if they say they don't, they don't cross train. Like everybody cross trains. Yeah. Like, it's only when I came over and did more jujitsu that I see that there's, in some places there's a culture where it's like you train here or nowhere, which is just fucking bizarre. I don't understand it. I don't I've understand it. I've got though. absolutely... Makes no sense. Zero understanding of it. Like, it's almost cultish. Yeah. No, it is. It's massively. I, no, like, it no, it's not for me. Because you'll have done... Being on the judo squad, you'll have done all the camps. You'll have been up to the dojo up here, wouldn't you? Yeah, like judo is like we you do international camps. Yeah. So to the point where this is crazy as well. You think about it like this. So we'd go on a camp where you'd be there for a week. Yeah. Spar twice a day, two hour sessions twice a day. The people you're fighting are people you're gonna fight at a comp, <laughs> which is that that is bizarre. But it you've got to train with the best to be mm. up there. You know what I mean? And it's uh. I think once you you lock yourself in one group, it's you get away with things, and then it, you've got to get out there and you go and spar with someone else, and you do what you normally do in your gym, and you slip up, you get caught, and you mm. think, oh shit. And your normal stuff doesn't necessarily work. Yeah, it's just, like the way I try and see it, especially in my gym, is like build a good base for everyone, so everyone's got a good base where they're working on good, legitimate techniques that yeah. are gonna work, and you've almost got your own system for your team. But then, almost make them think for themselves a little bit as well. Throw them out, push them out to go to other places. Yeah. Come back, and then you can work on the problems that they've got from elsewhere as well, yeah, and develop it. that way as well. That was one of the first things I said to you yesterday was sorting it out so Will could come up and train yeah, with you because exactly. the benefit to it's massive. Yeah. And training with me is never ever going to get somebody that's even remotely close to your level and the level of the lads at your gym at throws, takedowns and yeah, just generally it. being on the feet. It's, you can't specialise in everything. No, you know I mean? not at all. And if someone says they do, they're lying. It's, uh, there's so many people better than you in specific areas. So yeah. it's like, go and see them. Go and pick what you can. Yeah. Even if it's one thing, just add it to your game and you're going to get better for it. I was... Uh, me, me and Ben, because obviously Ben Poppleton does a lot of the camps here. Um, and he, he does half guard, uh, butterfly guard, sort of sumagashi stuff, and open guard, collar and sleeve grips. And again, he's got three decades of experience. He's been out to Brazil, trained with a hell of a lot of very, very good people. And I'd said to him, right, I want you to put a guard retention camp together. His reply to me was, no. <laughs> Just literally, no. Like, all right, any particular reason why? I don't fucking know anything about it. Yeah. I've never studied it. Why would I try and teach it? That's it. And that's the best way to be, I'm I think. Like, uh, well, I was sort of six months in trying to study it myself at this point. I'm going, oh, 
all right, fair enough. Well, I'll just carry on doing that then. Yeah. Just study that and start to put it together as seminars. And when it when it starts to work and I'm happy with it, then I'll go and teach it. And I think that's what you need. You need to specialise in something. Hundred percent. I think uh, have your go tos and your areas where you're very very strong, and then pick what you can. Work around all the other places and see. Almost build branches off your your own game and nicking nick them off other people. Yeah, I think so you'd be stupid to. not to. So, speaking of that, so your transition from judo into jiu-jitsu, more specifically, your first few jiu-jitsu competitions, yeah. what what was going through your mind and how you were going to approach that? Because it's a very different rule set. It is, yeah. Like, I genuinely see it. And, like, with our gym, it's very clear as well that I see it that way. It's like, they're very, very, very similar sports. Just, oh, they're just doubt. separated by the rule set. Mm. Massively. Um like I've said this before to other people, is genuinely some of the best people I've ever fought on the floor have been judo lads. Yeah, like I, be- abroad, I believe There's you. some phenomenal judo players on the floor, phenomenal. But you don't get to see that because of the rule set. Mm. Um, and I, I was lucky with jiu-jitsu though because it's not like I just did judo all my life and then I, I thought, oh, I'll do a bit of jiu-jitsu and then a year later I competed. Like, I was, I've just been lucky, mate. Like, I started at a really good judo club. Mm. And that's SKK in Earlstown. And the coach there, Pete, is like, he's very good in like he tries to keep he keeps tries to keep everything like up to date. He stays yeah. modern with everything instead of like not following out what's going on with it right now. So he keeps all the stuff he's showing you up to date. Mm. Um, he forces you to travel. Like he genuinely just throws on a bus and drive all over constantly. Yeah. Um, I remember every Boxing Day. I was only like twelve. And he'd take a, it's bizarre, he'd take a team of us to Holland on Boxing Day. Like, and you probably should just be enjoying Christmas. Well, you'd think so. Yeah, and we'd go to like Rotterdam and do like a five-day training camp and just get battered for five days, and that was that was Christmas. But that club anyway, uh, we did judo on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday night. Yeah. We did freestyle wrestling on a Tuesday, Thursday. And then we did Brazilian jiu-jitsu on a Sunday. Right. Um, so that's when I had my first taste of jiu-jitsu. I wasn't looking into it very seriously whatsoever. I was just throwing a gi on and jumping on and training. It's just a little bit different to what you did because it's more on the floor. Exactly. And then judo back then as well, it was like old school judo. It's not like it is now. It's been watered down by you all the rule changes and things. Can't leg grab. And yeah. yeah. So it was like we'd be doing judo, which is more or less wrestling and a gi. And then the other two days of the week, we'd be doing freestyle wrestling. So you'd, you'd more or less get your, your stand up from that as well. Some judo class would come in and they'd just be like, right, rip your jackets off, we're going to do judo, but we're not jacket on tonight. Right. Um, and then, like I said, we'd do jiu-jitsu on a Sunday. Um, and then I had a break from jiu-jitsu when I moved away for the first time. So I might be wrong on my age, but it was, I must have, must have been about 16 I moved to Dartford. Yeah. And I started training full-time, just judo. So they made like a, they were calling it the British Judo Performance Institute at the time. Yeah. It turned out to be absolutely shite. Like, it, was just, <laughs> it just failed. Yeah, It's not even there anymore. But they made a really good centre, great facility. All the athletes moved there and we started training all together as one group. Uh, but you wasn't... It was just judo, 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 judo. And it, like, almost to the point where there was nothing else outside of it. So yeah. at, at such a young age, for me, I was like, it's too much of this. And I ended up moving back. Uh, carried on doing what I was doing there, judo, wrestling and jiu-jitsu. And then a few years later, I ended up moving to Camberley. Mm. And I was lucky when I got to Camberley because actually in the venue that we used for the judo full-time, Carlson and Gracie Farnborough were using that venue for jiu-jitsu. Right. So our coach then, Luke Preston, who's a fucking unreal judo coach to be fair, um, he was pushing the judo lads to do jiu-jitsu. So mm. he, he, like, he put it in our schedule, we had to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So we did that on Monday nights and we had the option to go over to Farmer, which was 10 minutes and jump on the classes whenever we wanted, basically. Yeah. Um, then Wilson Jr. would come over and do some of the teaching. We'd have Andre Pimento teaching there as well. So we did jiu-jitsu. I was doing jiu-jitsu there for six or seven years, maybe a bit longer. Um, and we were just jumping in and out of jiu-jitsu comps then just for competition. So there was never like a... Moment where you've done loads of judo and then you've gone right. I need to change my mindset to go into this no, competition. Li- different. Literally not one percent. Like when we were doing the judo, 
and jiu-jitsu together, but I was a full-time judo athlete. Judo and getting to the Olympics was my focus. Yeah. But we were just jumping into jiu-jitsu comps for competition experience. And, yeah. But we were just, like, my first few comps, I was just a judo player. Like, I remember I thought, it was a purple belt division. And I won, I can't remember what score it was, but it was ridiculous because I kept throwing this lad. But he just kept trying to fight to get up. So I was like, well, fuck it. I just kept laying him up and I just lever him again. (laughs) (laughs) I think I ended up taking bronze. I ended up getting stuck in a lad's clothes guard that day. It was in the gi. Um, And that was an area we hadn't really worked on. Um, I was just kind of really, I was getting really frustrated and I didn't really know how to open the clothes guard back then. And it went to a decision and he ended up getting the decision. I'm I'm not even sure why, but whatever. Because I might be wrong, but if you essentially stand up to your feet in judo and lift the person off the back, they stop you, don't they? Yeah, they'll stop you. They'll stop you, they'll stand you back up. And with the judo groundwork, what it is is, when you you watch judo and it's normally like 10 seconds on the floor and they stand you back up, it's normally because there's nothing happening. So like, if we were fighting judo and I'd say I chop you down and you're landing in turtle. Yeah. And I dove on a juju and I started fighting for your arm. The ref would let that go for three minutes. Yeah. Like if I'm actively attacking a submission and we can keep going, it's when you get people, and I've done it myself, there's 30 seconds left in a match. I've chopped you down, I'm going to act like I'm doing something to burn that clock down. <laughs> Just lay on them. Yeah. And yeah. they're sharp on that now, they're standing straight back up. Yeah. So, yeah, there was no, there was never, right, judo's done now, I'm now a jiu-jitsu player. It's all just blended together, mate, and it's just I've competed in them all. So if you were, if you were to advise somebody that was coming from judo into jiu-jitsu who had never competed in jiu-jitsu before but had five, ten years judo experience, what would you advise them to do? So it's like the young lad we've got now, Tommy, yeah. who, who's here with us. Um, yeah, he's Tommy, throwing people all over. It's quite funny. Yeah, he's uh, he's on the GB junior team yeah. for judo, um, but he trains full time with us now. So he trains with us every morning, every night. So he'll do judo with us twice a week and he'll do judo at his first club, which is East Yorkshire Judo Academy, if I'm right, a few nights a week. And then he'll fill the rest of the holes with grappling. And he does a bit of MMA as well. Um, But as a base for a judo player who's got a solid judo background, like the game I'll try and give him is to obviously be good on the feet, which they should already be if they come from a good place anyway. But then almost transfer that judo to jiu-jitsu a little bit more um i think a massive difference with a stand-up with judo and jiu-jitsu is if i throw someone in judo i'm like fully committing yeah because i want the hip on yeah whereas jiu-jitsu i'm more or less attacking i'm changing the pace i'm attacking full on but as soon as i feel your balance is broken i'm almost pulling out so i land in the position i want to be yeah yeah um so I'm, I'm almost trying to help him adapt a little bit with that and then give him a real, we'll give him the best pressure game I can on top in terms of pressure passing and submissions from all your positions, just give him a couple of options in, a, yeah. in every position. And then initially to start with, just show him how to get up when they're on the bottom. Get up off the back. Yeah. yeah, and then slowly build a base around that. But as a go-to, if you get put on your back... But work to your strength and Just get, back get up. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I said recently to somebody. Is uh, essentially if if by chance you end up on your back, just get your ass out from underneath them and just stand back up. That's it. Because yeah. if you've thrown them once and then you stood back up, they're already standing up. Going, let's let's face it, most jiu-jitsu lads don't do much stand up. They're going to be standing back up. Going for fuck's sake, I've got to do this again. Yeah. That's and then the you thing. throw them again. Yeah. And if they don't want to stand up, they pull guard and you end up on top, which is your second Where you want to be anyway. Yeah. So it's like, I think for a judo lad, it's like, if they're crossing over, you, you've got to remember like what your strengths are. I yeah. think there's too many of them that come over and they're like, right, we're doing jiu-jitsu now, so I'm going to play guard. And it's like, right, so now you're doing jiu-jitsu, you're going to forget what everything you've done for 10 years. And now you're going to give them an head start and go into their world. It's I, like I think you've got to do that when you're training. Oh, yeah. You've got to do yeah, when you're training. That, yeah. Throw yourself on your back right, and go, yeah. oh, fucking hell, I've not spent much time here, so sod it, that's where I'm going to go. 100%. But yeah, in a competition, it would be a terrible idea. Yeah. It, it would just be ridiculous. So if you were to flip it round, yeah. and again, let's say, let's say me, for example, 12 years of jiu-jitsu, never done any judo or stand-up, what would yeah. your advice be the other way around? 
keep it as simple as possible. I think there's some stuff in judo that's very hard to get. Yeah. It's like uh, Grapple Club put a video on the other day where I was doing an Uchimata. I'd never teach an Uchimata to a lad that's never done judo. No. Because it's just like, realistically, for me to do that Uchimata has took me... Before I started throwing an Uchimata in a competition, I'd probably been doing it for eight years. Solidly. Before I threw anybody with it. Yeah. So, like, realistically, if someone's done jiu-jitsu for 12 years like yourself, you haven't got time to spend eight years on an Uchimata just no. to fucking get two points in a tournament. <laughs> Do you know what no. I mean? No, you're right. So, we, like, our judo classes at the club now, unless someone specifically comes in to me and says, I'm doing this for judo, I want to compete in judo, and then I can really go into depth with everything else. Yeah. Our judo for jiu-jitsu at the gym is based around how to actually grip properly, so how to actually control the grips against the same side opponent and an opposite side opponent. Yeah and why we do certain things like pin the sleeve or control the inside space against an opposite side. And then after that, we'd follow that with how to move somebody around as much as possible mm. so we're weakening the base. And then on top of that, your footwork. Yeah. Again, whether it's for a takedown or whether it's just to weaken the base, whichever one you decide you like to go for, we, we'd like to build that in. And then the throws themselves are just, I teach such simple techniques and, uh, well, all of them, mm. none of them will show the black when they do it. Yeah. So I'll take all your scene aggies out and things like that. Yeah. And I just focus on things like ankle picks, throws from a high collar, firemans, uh, variations of matters which are very easy to do if your opponent's bent over. Because I think a lot of jiu-jitsu lads, when they stand up, the posture ends up almost, you're both in 90 degrees. Yeah. So if you're if you're in your club practice in traditional jujitsu where you both are bolt upright, then you grab a jujitsu lad that isn't gonna be relaxed, and he's not gonna be stood bolt upright. Yeah. Folding You've got to adapt over. to be able to fight someone like that. Mm. Um, so because of that as well, we put a big emphasis on direction and throwing in the way that your opponents go in. Because if you've got these lads that are bent over and they're super stiff and they're over ninety degrees. It's like the chances of you throwing that lad backwards is very, very slim. Yeah. So if his head's going forwards or his base is going forwards, just throwing forwards. Yeah. So like sumagashes and things like that, we do a lot of that as well. Where yeah. it's if you do a sumagash and it fails, then you're just in guard. Yeah. So it's very low so risk. That was my last competition. Yeah. I thought I want to. I've been working on my sumagash. I want to really go for it. Watched it back. I didn't. I just took a grip and sat on my ass. <laughs> Well, that was absolutely <laughs> fucking shocking. But at the time, it, I was like, yeah, I've really, I felt like I'm really committed to that. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> it was I diabolical. Think, I think that's the key, is just keep it as low risk as possible. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, mate, it's like as good as a takedown can look, it's such a small part of a tournament. It's yeah, especially ridiculous. You're, like, you're getting two points at best. If you're in a sub-only match, you're getting nothing. No. So you're getting nothing, but it looks good. Yeah. So if you're taking a massive risk for something that just looks good when there's potential that you're going to end up in a shit position, then it's, it's done. Yeah, we've got um, Mark that trains with us. Anyone that's been up to camps, especially gi camps, will have seen him knocking around. He's only not here this weekend because he's uh, hurt his rib in his last competition. Right. But he throws, he's six, about 60-year-old, did loads of judo as a kid, stopped, had a big break, coming into jiu-jitsu, and he's just got this massive harayagoshi that he just, like, you can see it coming a mile off. Yeah. But he just throws, at competition, he throws everybody with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll do it in the gym and sort of step into it with me, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking run around you <laughs> and avoid it for dear life, because I know if I try and fight you with it, you'll throw me, whether yeah. I'm putting my weight backwards or not. Yeah. It's just, it looks fantastic, mm. but like you say, if... Yeah, jiu-jitsu would probably do that, roll all the way over the top of you and you'd have his black and it'd be like fucking... He nice. did in his first few sort of yeah, comps. Um, that's the thing. Yeah, in his first few competitions, he'd, he'd throw it and struggle to stay on top because, mm. like you see, he's used to throwing it for hip on and, yeah. and that was it. I think it's only small adaptations. Yeah. But they're just really important. If you mm. don't do it, then your judo can actually be detrimental as good as it might be. Yeah. Well, like, I've, I've got my own little mental blocks for takedowns because I'm, I'm shocking at them. And I go, I should do them more. But I don't. Yeah. I don't. But like I said, when I when I was training sort of seven, eight years ago, I took a knuckle, shooting for a double leg, took a finger in the eye, like knuckle deep, 
that's me now. Every time I shoot for a double, like, ah, <laughs> covering my face up. It's just a complete and utter mental block yeah, with it. Yeah. It's pathetic. Yeah. It's, it's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone from obviously doing more judo and everything based in the gi. Yeah. And now all your competitions seem to be no gi. Yeah. Was there any specific changes you made there? No, just because like going back. You've done like, your freestyle yeah, wrestling like, and stuff. It was almost like we. I've obviously done more judo than I have nogi. Yeah. But we genuinely did train loads nogi, because international judo is very different to judo if you're just competing in Britain. Yeah. It's like international judo. You got to deal with like the different styles. Mm. So like all your Eastern European countries, all your Mongolians, they're like top, 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 top wrestlers. Yeah. And their posture will show you that they wrestle. So, like, if you come out against a Japanese lad, you'll stand bolt upright and yeah. grab your sleeve lapel. It's very traditional. If you fight an Eastern European lad, he's like knees bent, back bent right over. Strong back, but like more or less 90 degrees from his hip. Yeah. Um, because they're just wrestlers yeah. with judo on top. Um, so, you've got, you've got to wrestle to deal with them. Like, even if I was if I was teaching someone now for competitive judo, even though there was no leg grabs, we'd still do them. You still practice. We'd still do them because yeah. I'm. I just think we, I'm with jujitsu as well. Like we've got white belts who can't do certain things in comps. Yeah. We still do them. I mean, it's like for me, learn you might as well know know as much as you can, and then when you go to a comp, it's much easier for me to say to you, you can't do this today, mate, rather than you're allowed to do this today, and then you don't fucking know how to do it, and they do it to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even if you're just doing it to understand it. Um, so, yeah, I've 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 had I trained without a gi, a gi on for a long, long time anyway. So you're sort so of used it, to it yeah. before, yeah. Um, like some of the jujitsu classes we do, we just take the jacket off. It's like I know Simon at Carlson Gracie London runs a Saturday class, which we more or less mirror now. So we'll do the sparring like we've been doing today, mm. well, over the weekend, where we put people on the side. We put people out in the middle. And it, it's more, it really is a session for everyone. So like we could have people on there who are like phenomenal and really pushing hard for competition. Yeah. And we could have your 60-year-old who's here for a social and a couple of rounds on the mat at the same time. Yeah. And people can do gi and no gi. So say we have 30 people on a mat, we just say, right, lads, come in gi or no gi, unless you're not interested in gi whatsoever. So if you're interested in no gi and you still want to do some gi, just put your gi on and throw a rash guard underneath it. Yeah. If you just want to do no gi, come in your no gi gear. So then our wheel running at our place because of the space. We put six people in the middle. Depending on how many people have shown up, we'd do three people in a gi, three people in no gi. Yeah. Um, if I'm in the middle, you come out, we roll for three minutes, change, I stay out, I do another three minutes. So I do a six minute round, I go back, next person comes out. So then for me, if I want to really push it that day, I can have a three minute rest, six minutes on, three minute rest, six minutes on. In that six minutes, I'm getting a fresh opponent halfway through. Yeah, almost like, almost so shark it, It's so yourself. intense, yeah, it's ridiculous. And then I can do 30 minutes in a gi, even if I'm not interested in competing in a gi anymore, I just think it's super like super hard for condition and your grip. Mm. So I'll still do it for that reason. And then I'll throw my jacket to the side, jump in the no gi group for half an hour. And then at the same time, we've got lads who are 60 years old, 50 years old, who might do one block of six minutes, sit there for five blocks of it. So they sit there for half an hour and have a chat and a drink and have a, have a watch. Yeah. Jump in, do another. They might have done 12 minutes work all session. But they're buzzing, they feel better for it, they leave. Yeah, yeah. And the lads who are competing are written off, so it's like, that's how yeah, it's we're a, training. It's yeah. a nice little sort of way of doing it. I think I'm going to have a go at it yeah. some of my classes, um, especially sort of like, more like the open mats as well. Yeah, like, if you, mate, it's so intense if you want it to be. It's, yeah. it's fucking hard. And like, it's just that fresh partner. Because it's like, you know yourself, you fight someone good, it can take you three minutes to get a good position. Yeah. And then you get it, and I'm like, right, stop, next one. And then he's coming out to try and rip your head off, and you're like, fuck <laughs> me. Yeah, so moving around with some of your lads there, and yeah, very comfortably moving around, very, very light on the feet. 
almost like fucking ballet dancers. Yeah. And then next thing I know, I'm being fireman's carried over my head. <laughs> like, oh, well, that was fun. I put an emphasis on relaxing, though. It's yeah. a, It can be hard to do. If Say you've, you've done some stand-up for two years, and then I just come in on a random weekend and go, right, everyone needs to relax, and you haven't been relaxing for two years. It can be hard to just change that. Yeah, I found myself doing it. Yeah. Sort of stiffening up. Yeah. And it's very hard. It's hard. to tell yourself to really relax yeah. with it. But the benefits of it, how, fa- how much faster you can react to your opponent's attacks mm. and how much faster you can enter your own attacks. Yeah. You've kind of got to feel it for yourself before you actually believe it. You know but I, mean? no, I think but you, you pretty much, you hit the nail on the head yesterday when you sort of said to all the lads that you've got to, you can be as stiff and anything and you know using your power and your strength to hold on to somebody, but you have to relax before you make a move. Yeah. So if you don't relax anyway, it's a tell. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, and it's the same again. It's just the same as jujitsu. Yeah. It's like if I get onto a position and just absolutely hang on to it, it's yeah. like, and then I start losing that position and I just refuse to actually like <laughs> let go and change position. Yeah. I'm gonna end up in a worse position. It's just exactly. It's all exactly the same. Like, I treat it all as it's exactly the same. Different rule set. Yeah, I think it's the best way to do it. Yeah. Best way. I, I can't understand all the, a lot of the uh, the rule changes that they brought into judo anyway. Like stopping leg grabs is one thing. Stopping a cross grip. It's sort of. They, mate, they've killed it. I was I, I was uh, I had somebody explain it to me. It's basically they go to Olympics every four years and whatever the Japanese lose by. Yeah, it's about right. They change the rules. Yeah, it's about so right. So that that's now not allowed anymore. Yeah. It's and, probably bang on. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of them if you've got control of it. Hmm. Why would you not? That's the Throw thing. the odds in your own favour. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. And I, I struggle to watch Jude on that. Literally. Like, the amount which changed now, it's just, it's almost just a tactical battle. Yeah. It's gripping penalties. Like, the Olympic Games is one of the worst watches I've ever watched the Judo. Yeah, terrible. it was, uh, I think, uh, yeah, because I, I tried to watch a fair bit and I think I fell asleep a few times. And uh, it, maybe two decent throws, yeah. and I was sat watching it for about four and a half hours. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It was, so it was difficult, but it is what it is. It's it's one of the reasons I don't want the Olympic committee to get their hands on jujitsu. No, because they'll yeah. fucking ruin it. Yeah, they do. They'll absolutely yeah. ruin it, and it it's not. I don't think it's needed. No. Yes, there's a lot of funding there once you do get involved and it'll, it would have its benefits, but it won't be the same sport in a decade's time. I, mate, I love like the simplicity with jiu-jitsu and yeah. how it runs, as in like, you've got people just in their own club putting shows on. Yeah. I mean, it's like, come to our club, mate, we get you a match, you can just fight this random lad for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's class. Yeah, we've done it before. There's nothing like that in judo. It's all... Everything has to be Everything's done by the like book. proper professional, and it's just like sometimes you just want to travel somewhere, have a scrap, <laughs> have a beer, and go home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, that's it. Almost have a crack with it, like, but judo's a lot more in its ways, like, and stuck in its ways a little bit. Yeah, I think I think a lot of I think you've been, you've been quite lucky with your exposure at, at a young age that you had coaches that were very open-minded and would really look to looker. freestyle wrestling and yeah. jiu-jitsu whereas there's there's coaches that I know of that are like when I started doing jiu-jitsu like, nah it's shit mate there's still coaches like nah, that now let's say it yeah. to me now they're like why'd you do that shit I'm like what are you on about yeah, like really. if you do judo the absolute minimum you can get out of doing jiu-jitsu is being more comfortable putting someone in your guard yeah. like if you watch a lot of judo on people that don't cross train with jiu-jitsu they fall on the floor they curl up in a turtle and we wait for the ref to stand them back up yeah but if that lad is phenomenal on your back you're in shit street so yeah. you'd be much more better getting on your back facing and putting them in clothes guard yeah. and getting stood up but they can't because they don't cross train no I remember, like before i did jiu-jitsu i once never turned on my back no i'd have gone in turtle elbows inside my thighs chin to my chest and I fucking prayed that the ref was going to stand me up yeah, well, said when Danny started training with us um, purely pure judo background very very good judo background but you sort of hit in the deck and instantly throwing himself to his front because yeah, it, yeah. it's it, it's what you do in judo yeah. 
but he's throwing himself to the front, then realising the fight isn't being stopped, and um, it's it's hard to strangle him. He ain't got a neck, <laughs> but you, you know you can still work your you clock chokes, your yeah. jujigatamis, and Jesus, if you're really really fucking just throwing it all out there, just jump on his feet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> just laying on his front, yeah. it's just yeah. all there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of the weirdest things I find with sort of judo guys coming into it is that it's just instantaneous. Yeah. Don't even think about I it. I think everyone just adapts to the rules, don't they? Yeah. That's what it is. And it's like it's like with judo, if I can show that ref for five seconds that you're not actively attacking someone, I'm gonna get back put back in my favourite position. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it's like I'm gonna curl up here. He can't get a hand on a lapel or anything. Yeah. He's not allowed to grab my feet, so there's no risk there. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna lie here, stay tight. The rest gonna think, right, get up. And that's all it is. You just, just, it's just people adapting to the rule set. But, but you've got to take advantage of it. Yeah, and you've got to, you've just got to cross train though to just improve all areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, for me, the big thing like I've took from doing a bit of everything is. You kind of want to make it like transfer to everything. Yeah. I think if you're doing a martial art, me that you're still vulnerable if you get hit. Yeah. I think, fuck's sake. Like, I'm really good at it, but if this lad puts me here, I'm fucking useless. Yeah. I mean, and then for me, it's like, like MMA is a classic example. Brutal sport. If you just curl up in a turtle and wait for someone to stand you up, you're getting smacked in the face. Well, you've absolutely fucked. So it's like, I can't be doing that because I'm vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to be vulnerable anywhere. I want to at least know what I'm doing everywhere, whether I'm good there or not. Yeah, just like you say, even if it's just a way to get up. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest thing is yeah. have a way to get up. I've always, I've always watched, watched MMA. From fucking years and years ago, about I think I started watching about twenty years ago, um, and everyone was going on about how good Khabib is and how good his wrestling is and things like that. But one thing I learned watching him, and again, this is purely, yeah, I know my stuff on the floor, but my stand up's fucking shit. But everyone that's fought him has always tried to stand back up. Yeah. Just literally, it gets they get put on the floor, and they've tried to stand back up. And he grabs a wrist and smashes the face. Yeah, which is fine. I've never, never seen anybody, and I was gutted when he retired because I thought if somebody does it, I think that would be the way to beat him. Never seen anybody just fight him off the back. Mm, it's true. Never actually play a guard and try and fight him yeah. off the back. Yeah, it'd be interesting. And I think that was what was lacking in yeah. in his in his opponents. Now whether that was tactical, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't particularly care anymore. Yeah. But I think everybody has a weakness. Yeah, 100%. everybody has a weakness, and I think with that specifically, nobody just took advantage of it. No, nobody ever tried to fight him off the bat, yeah. and he fought some good jujitsu guys. He did, and it's one of them though, and it? it's like that in itself. He must feel different on top. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. I can imagine he's on top, and you're like, right, I'm gonna fucking play a guard here, and then you take three fucking. Hell punches to the chin, and you think, right? <laughs> it might be a different plan, story. Plans out the window. I'm getting up. But that's what yeah, everybody tried but, to stay, yeah, though, isn't it? It's, yeah, hundred percent. Everybody that fought him went, well, he's a wrestler. I'll try and fight him on my feet. Yeah. But they can't fight efficiently enough on the feet because they're worried about being wrestled. Yeah. And that's where it all went to shit. Mm. But nobody ever tried to fight him off the bat. That, again, from an observer's point of view, I've never fought him. I ain't got a fucking clue. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. But I, I've always said that that would have been the way to beat him. Yeah. Might be wrong. Good point. Yeah. I might, I might be wrong, but yeah, that might, was that was always might, my look at it. He might come back, yeah, hopefully. Well, he's set up his own promotion or something. Yeah, like he has. Yeah, yeah, looks to be well. He's set for life anyway, isn't he? Yeah, he's fucking. Yeah, he's made yeah. enough money. Yeah. Do what he wants now, can he? Buy twelve bears to wrestle if he wanted to. <laughs> so you've got Polaris coming up in what two months? It's twenty sixth of March. Yeah. You got Freddy. Freddy, yeah, big Freddy. That should be good fun. Yeah, he's 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 shit up, mate. He's a good grappler, yeah. Freddie. He's um, we had him over at our club about three months ago. Took, right. Took a double unders, uh, seminar, and it was phenomenal. He he's he's quality, Freddie. He's undefeated, sub only. Like yeah. he's literally never lost sub only. I think he's had a world bronze, adult black belt, Nogi. Yeah, 
It's a interesting. It's a tough match. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's. Uh... And the thing is with Freddie, mate, he's he's massive for a start. He's just a fucking. So what? So what do you weigh? I'm ninety two, ninety one, ninety two. He's a massive human being. Is like, he? Yeah, just like. He's not even muscle bound. He's just big. Just you know, like he's got big shoulders, big hands, big feet, massive head. He's just a massive human. He's just built like a powerlifter, isn't it? Like I'd, I'd say, like a farmer. Yeah. You know, when you just get farmers square, and everything's just, everything just as wide as his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got good wrestling. He's got phenomenal pressure, but then he's actually really good on the bottom as well. So it's um, it's, it's probably one of the toughest matches I could have. But I was going to say it's going to be. A, yeah. But that's mate, that's why I'm doing it now though, do you know what I mean? Like I've competed that long now. It's almost got to the point where I ain't massively bothered about competing anymore unless it's something that gets me really excited. Just challenge. Yeah, just like Grapple Fest. So I've got Grapple Fest end of Feb, Polaris end of March. Oh, because you've got um Paul Lukowska. Yes. Yeah. I don't really know much on him, but he's pretty sure. I think he's on the last grapple. I might be wrong, but on the last Grapple Fest he fought Chris Walsh. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Who, and I think Chris was trying to leg lock him and didn't. Yeah. Essentially. I think yeah. he I think he took his back. Um but no, he was good. He's been I've seen him on a few different things. He's Yeah. No, I think he's, he's a really good yeah. scrap. I th- yeah, definitely. I think uh I don't think I'll get any easy matches now. I mean I don't think anyone's gonna grid me any easy matches anymore. I don't think you want them though, do you? I don't want them at all, mate, no. It's uh I want something that I have got to train hard for. Because now I've got my own gym, I'm coaching every day. If there wasn't something in the pipeline that was like getting me excited, I could easily and, and happily just teach. Yeah. Like that's a that's a big difference for me now. Like when I first quit judo, I was like very lost. As in like I was thinking, fucking hell, what am I gonna do? Yeah. And I wasn't content just coaching. It was like, it was still... Because I think when you're a full-time athlete, you've actually got to be very selfish as well. Like, Without it's got to be just about you, and you actually don't care about anything else. And I was massively in that mindset. It, I think being a full-time athlete itself almost lends itself to, like, sociopathic behaviour. It does. It's really, really It absolutely strange. makes you different. Like, and when I first stopped, it was like... It was just a very weird feeling. It was like, even if I was coaching people, I wasn't actually bothered. No. I was just coaching for some cash to get by. Um, and then I'd probably go out and spend that cash on a load of piss, a load of alcohol, because <laughs> I'd, I'd lost the excitement in anything. Yeah. And that, this went on for about 18 months. And then I ended up moving to Hull, got offered a job of a rugby club as a wrestling coach, found normal life very boring, Opened my own place twice a week just for sparring, and that ended up bo- booming, yeah. um, growing and growing to the point where I could quit my job. Um, whatever's happened, I don't actually know what's influenced it, but now I am actually just very content just coaching. Like I'm very, I get just as much joy now winning a match as I do seeing one of the lads or the women out of the team win a match, and yeah. that is genuine. Like I do. Um, I can absolutely appreciate that because. I've said exactly the same. Yeah. I'll compete just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Just That's enjoy, it. I enjoy it and enjoy I'm, the competition. I enjoy that. I'm the same, and I think it works to my advantage though now, because I know I've lost matches in the past where I've like four weeks before it, I've been waking up like I've got this in four weeks, and it gets to it, and I've overthought it that much that yeah. gets there, and I almost just want it to be over. Whereas now, I want to win when I'm on the mat. But I don't care. Yeah. It's like, but it's good because now I'll take I'll take risks, I'll do ridiculous shit. It might pay off and it might look fantastic, or I could make a dick of myself and lose. <laughs> but either way, I'll be pissed off for two minutes, and then I'll be fine. We're back to so normal. Get back to coaching. It's not a, yeah. It's not my life anymore. Like my gym, I've got obviously my family's first, and then I've got my gym, which is my income that we're all living off but I'm really really into like building a really good team as yeah. well um, so yeah I'm just really content with everything now which 
is I think is the reason I've been performing a little bit better lately. I feel Take the pressure I'm enjoying it a bit more. Yeah. 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 I, I I totally get it. I I I say I very very easily came to the conclusion that I'm not going to be a world champion. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. But I've got lads and lasses that show promise. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll, I'll put my time and effort into them. Yeah. I sort of live vicariously through them. But I think having enjoying your job being one thing. Massively. Running your gym and enjoying yeah. that being one thing. Um, but I, for me, personally, massively, my, my, uh, my outlook changed after I'd had kids. Just, I'm like, well, all I've got to do is make money. That's the thing, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm content with everything that I've got. All yeah. I've got to do is bring money in. Yeah. And then I'm happy. I've got my, I've got my wife, got my kids, got a good home life. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't need to go and win a competition no. to, to sort of feed my ego and try and make thing. myself happy no. that way. I, I relaxed a lot more after that. And yeah. biggest thing was I, I stopped giving a shit what people thought. Yeah, I know. Likewise. Just, just randomly. Like, Likewise. Yeah, I just went, okay. I j- just genuinely just stopped giving a shit what yeah. anybody thought of me and just do what I enjoy. I think once you do... Want, it's one of them, mate. I don't know how I've managed to do it. No, I didn't either. It's like something's just clicked. Yeah. It's not like I've seen a therapist and sorted this out and said, mate, I'm going through a tough time. Which I probably could have at one point. But so much just clicked over time. I just like persevered with doing whatever I was doing and thinking, I am not fucking settling for this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Going down another path. Didn't like that, going down another path. And then so much just clicked and now it's like, yeah, I, I've kind of got over being a competitor now. I'm kind of like climbed off the podium, and it's not about me anymore. Yeah, I'm totally with you on it. Yeah. I, I absolutely understand where you where you are, and it was the same for me. Just yeah. see, I swam before before I did this, and that was it. It was mm. just everything, absolutely everything I ever did was towards that. And then I started jujitsu, and I was he- I was sort of heading that way. And then yeah, I just went. Actually, do you know what? I quite enjoy coaching. Yeah. I started running these camps and just getting to meet loads and loads of different people. I was like, well, I just fucking enjoy this. It's a good life, mate. Yeah. It's a good life. Like, if you actually enjoy jiu-jitsu, it's a fucking great life. Yeah. It's one of the... See, a couple of the lads yesterday were sort of speaking to us and just went, oh, you properly made it, haven't you? Like, what do you mean? Like, well, you've made it. You're like... Your job is your hobby. It's well, quality. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I've, I, 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 I can't... I'm not the fucking richest man in the world, don't get no. me wrong. But I'm happy. Yeah. And day, and it's still very tiring. Oh, God. Like, I am f- physically exhausted on a Friday. Every Friday, I am broken. Yeah. But it's a good broken. Yeah. It's like a mixture of me training and getting done what I need to do. It's a mixture of me completely overthinking everything, which I do massively in terms yeah. of technique and what we can do as a club to provide the best stuff we can. Like, I'm a massive... Um, I write everything down, mate. And it's oh, all, it's almost a problem, though. Like, ser- <laughs> seriously, like I'm talking like I've probably filled six books in sixteen months. Right. Oh, it's just pure techniques, and I could probably look through it, and I've probably written the same thing a hundred times in them six books. But it's just like if we have a session and it runs really well. And it's in a system that we're working at the time. Yeah. I'm writing that down and we're sticking on that and then we're branching off that. So I'm a massive overthinker with stuff like that. So it's like, it gets to a Friday and I am physically exhausted, but then it's a good exhausted. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I had a normal job for about six months it's fucking and that was it? a bad exhausted. Yeah, that was like, horrible. these people are not the same as me. Like we don't actually relate at all. Yeah. And I'm not sticking in doing something that I don't want to do. Like, I, I don't actually know what I'd have done if the gym didn't work. Cause it was like, I genuinely could not adapt to... Normal life. Normal life whatsoever. Yeah. And I wasn't not. happy settling for doing something every day of the week that I didn't enjoy. I think that's partly in the fact that you've grown up as an elite athlete. Yeah. Because I, I sort of came to normal life. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. And just, I, I wanted anything to get out of it. Yeah. So I opened the gym and then I was working like 60 hours a week, whatever it was. Yeah. And then I had kids. I'm like, I'm not, I can't do that. I yeah. can't work 60 hours a week anymore running like a, like the, the fitness side of stuff. I, I want to be with my kids and spend some time with them and enjoy that. Yeah. And, and at that point I was like, right, 
gym will run. I'm just going to do jiu-jitsu. That's it. And it was, I was like, right, there's a fucking big risk. Big oh, it's risk. a risk, Especially yeah. in a small town like we are, like, that's a fucking big risk. Started doing that, started doing camps and just went, right, this, this will fucking work. Yeah. Because I'll make it work. Yeah. It was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, it is. Best thing I ever did. And I can't complain on it. And, mate, it's still not a guarantee now. No. It's like, we have good months. We pull in five to ten new members. Yeah. But then I could go home tonight and I've got ten emails saying we've had ten cancellations. Yeah. So it's still like... You've got a cost, Nothing's right? guaranteed. Not, you can't tie someone down for the next ten years of our lease. I mean, no, nothing's I guaranteed, but... What one thing I try it. and do, and I find it really difficult, actually, but I can't stand an environment that's clicky, mm. that's got three or four different clicks. And I get some people gel with other people better. Yeah. And it is what it is, but there's that and there's it, it being clicky, and I don't... Yeah. So I, I do my best to just stop that. Yeah. It seems to work. You see, my Since I've started focusing on that, just in partnering people up, I don't let them partner themselves up anymore. Right. And there's, there's benefits to that. One, it separates your clicks and it opens them up wider. But two, it takes like the, the sort of schoolyard anxiety out of it. Yeah, true. You know, when you sort of stuff, like, where am I yeah. going to get picked? It takes yeah. that out of it. Yeah. And s- as soon as I started doing it, people are like, Fucking hell, it's well easier now you do that. Yeah. It's much, much better. One thing we do, and this is, again, probably from me judo. Like, when we, when we were at Cambly, we'd always train really hard, prepare really well for a competition. Yeah. But then we'd fight, mate, and we'd get absolutely pissed. Like, we'd go out on the piss, and it'd, yeah, be, yeah. it'd be ever. I used to do that when I swam as well, so yeah. <laughs> I get that. And I've heard a lot of clubs, though, that don't like socialising with yeah. each other. I mean, they kind of keep it separate as in, like, we just train together. Yeah. But outside of here, it's like, I'm like, op- I'm opposite to that. And it's like, it's not forced. It's just like, for me, I spend that much time with the people in the gym mm. that they end up your mates. Oh, yeah. So it's like, mm. what we do is like run competitions probably every five, six months, like an in house blue belt comp. Let, yeah. let all the blue belts fight it out. An in-house white belt comp, let them all fight it out, and then go for a lot of drinks. Not after it. So do you know, yeah. like, if you've had a lad who's only been in there for three weeks and he's like real nervous around everyone, you're like, mate, come in and watch. Then he comes in and watches, and then before he knows it, it's five pints deep, five pints deep, and then he's out on the town with us all, and then he yeah. he feels part of it. Like, yeah. That's one thing we try and do is make it like real one team. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, that. almost like a rugby environment. A yeah. Little bit. yeah, I think rugby's well, got it well with that. That's why you get a lot of people leaving rugby and they're like, I don't miss the sports, the sports, but I miss the social side. Yeah. We try and keep it like that as well. Yeah, I say we uh, we don't do a lot of sort of big social things as, yeah. a, as a team, but we do. We tend to do like a summer barbecue and then like a Christmas, yeah. a Christmas do. Just book a room in a pub and I'll just go and sit down and have a gas. That's it, yeah. It's like it's good to do. Yeah, I think it, there's there's. I say I'm quite. A, I'm a miserable cunt. Mm. I'm just introverted. I just if I'm not working, I'm more than happy to just be in my own little bubble with my wife and my kids. It's yeah. Like, I don't have to go out and socialize yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. This is social enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not far this off that though either. Like I'll have two or three nights out a year. Yeah. Other than that, mate, fuck that. Yeah, it's probably it's not it. worth working up rough. No, it's fucking not <laughs> at all. Going slightly back to more technical things, your and judo drilling in in general can be very repetitive to work the footwork stuff. Massively, yeah. And it's something that it's it, it's needed because yeah. I've got fucking two left feet. You would see my yeah. wedding dance fucking video. It was horrendous. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like something that should have been on. You've been framed. <laughs> Pathetic. But. Do you find you tend to do that same sort of repetitive drilling on the floor as well? Yeah, massively. So like, you feel a real benefit. Well, I do, but it is genuinely the only way I know. Yeah. Um, because obviously coming from a judo background, so like, with judo, like, training would actually be boring quite a lot. Yeah. Get to the point where I'd get up in the morning, I'd know exactly what I was doing that technique session, and. I've been doing that same technique for eight weeks yeah. and I'm absolutely bored out of my mind with it. But if you actually want it, in my head this is, there's probably people doing it completely different ways and probably works for them. 
But in my head, it's like I have got to do something so, 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 so much mm. before it actually can transfer to me doing it against someone who's resistant. Right. I've kind of, like I said, it's just my thoughts, but I've kind of got to know it inside out. And it's got to be super smooth before I can transfer it. Um, so in our jiu-jitsu training, it's kind of similar. So like, say at the moment we're doing a lot of knee, a lot of knee cut work in the yeah. in the gym, uh, a lot of passing. <sighs> like I'm happy to spend six weeks on that. You know what I mean, and not move. Um, and drip other stuffs in, stuff in on other sessions. Yeah. So like, if we're ending up in side control, then I might throw in a few subs from side yeah. and then a transition to mount or how we might end up from the front head a lot from there and how we can take the back from there. So we could still build a decent game off it. But still constantly. Oh, massively. Yeah. So like, a big thing with judo is, I don't like speaking Japanese, I sound like a fucking gimp, but <laughs> like, Uchikome is, in judo, is like, basically repping a technique without throwing so it's how we've warmed up here yeah so like well, um, I put on Instagram with lads dancing yeah so you basically <laughs> you are basically just dancing though yeah. um, but what it what that does is just like they don't even realise they're, they're just using that as a warm up yeah but they're just knocking out reps of the footwork pattern the moving yeah. the learning to relax and I kind of try and do that whenever I can with jiu-jitsu as well so like a lot of our sessions will start with like Toriando passes, but without actually completing them. Just doing Just it. Just getting round to the side, the floor, then yeah. touching both sides, knee cut, and then going to headquarters and knee shield coming in and pummeling the leg outside and going round, circling round to north south yeah. and jumping over smashes, but not actually finishing and solidifying your position, but just making these Getting movements feel repetitive and feeling it yeah, yeah that's the yeah. key it's a massive thing with judo is just the feel of it and building your timing and I think that, that's where the sort of knowledge base you get because you, you see you get it in jiu-jitsu but it, it's always more obvious in judo when you've got somebody that specialises yeah you know you've got lads that specialise at foot sweeps yeah and you, you know that that's that's what this the drilling day in day out. It is, and it doesn't. It genuinely is from nothing other than that, though. Yeah. That's why I said with the Uchimata before. I was like, it looks great, but it's gonna take you so long to be able to throw like that. Yeah. It's like I am bored of Uchimata because I've done it that long, and that's the only reason it still works like that. Because you've just yeah done just it and done it and done it and done it. Without doubt, every single day. Yeah. For the last twelve years. I'd hate to be rookie. <laughs> I just fucking hate to be. Watch poor Tom flying off and go. It's a fucking good job. Good job you're what seventeen, eighteen, because yeah. it's one of them with judo as well. I think for getting thrown like that, you've almost got to start it young, mate. Yeah. It's like you just. It's like tie boxing. When I was doing, played around with a bit of MMA. I took my first kick and I thought, what the fuck is that? Why am I like, doing I this? I cannot be doing this for an hour, three or four times a week. And it's the same with judo, and I don't really, I forget it sometimes. Someone comes in, they get thrown, they're like, Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, just break fall. And I'm like, well, I am, but it still hurts. It, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's probably because I've just been thrown. I, I am the worst at being thrown as well. Yeah. I am pathetic. That was it when, um, I can't remember his name, one of your lads threw me yesterday. And I'm halfway up in the air, go, starting to go stiff, going, no, just fucking relax, and it won't hurt. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, just. Sound like me talking to my missus. Just relax, it won't hurt. <laughs> Over you go. Oh fucking hell! But no, it's I. I sit there and watch right because I. Now I know how shit I am at falling. I'm like, right. I need to. I need to be able to learn how to fall. Mm. I need to go right, right back to the start and learn how to fall. And I'm like, well, I could do it in judo. I could do it with wrestling. But I kind of look and I go, well, who falls better than everyone? And it's all professional wrestlers. Yeah. What, yeah, it just is, yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Judo's break falls from fucking six foot, but you're on a sixteen foot fucking cage. You're gonna break fall. Yeah. Right. I might have to go and have a play. Yeah. Just to learn how to fall. Have you done it? No, no. I've literally just started thinking about it this yeah. month. I thought. I don't know if there is anywhere around here. I'll have to. I'll have to have a look. There'll be somewhere. There'll be somewhere oh, in the garage jumping off a fucking cage roof yeah. somewhere. I'm gonna go find it. I, I'm just. As soon as as soon as I get rid of this tendonitis, it'll be out. Yeah. Then I'll go and have a look. That'll be a laugh. 
if nothing else, it'd be fucking funny. Oh, man, it's a good crack, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it'll be entertaining enough. But uh, so our camp in April, obviously got Lloyd up in uh, March, who you've trained with. Yeah. How do you like his leg locks? He's shit out of him, isn't he? That, that's like, yeah, that's his, that's his area, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, we spar with Lloyd as well. Again, going back to the cross training, we're doing East Yorkshire Open like, every month now. Yeah. Um, I keep saying I'm going to make it over and then look at the fucking length of the drive. And yeah. <laughs> it's a bit far. Yeah, it's a fur track. Um, so one one month we'll do it at ours, one month we'll do it at theirs. Yeah. Um, we have said if other clubs drop in from the area, then we'll do it at theirs as well, but it tends just to be dominated by us and Ghoul, really, like Gripper. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate, I love Spire Malloy because... And his lads, because it's the different side of jiu-jitsu to us. Completely. So we're all just trying to... Yeah, yeah, we're just trying to fucking wrestle fucking pressure pass. Yeah. And they're trying to take our legs off. So for us, it's perfect. Yeah. And I'm guessing for them, it's perfect as well. Um, I was I was even going to come, you know, because like I said at the beginning, I'm, I'm going to try and come here on as many of these camps as I can. I think 90 quid for two days, four sessions, and I'm learning and sparring yeah. is pennies. Um, yeah, that's, like I say, I always say to people as well, just keep on the mats. That's the thing, yeah. I give a shit. And it's a nice area to stay anyway. Yeah. The lake, so. Oh, there's plenty of hotels, B&Bs also. It's, yeah. It's dead easy. So I checked, I was going to come. Um, but it's the 26th of March, and it's the same yeah. weekend as Polaris, so. Oh, of course it I'll is. I'll give that one a miss. Of course it is, yeah. Mm. Um, but the, the month we've got after that, we've got Steve Gawthorpe, which... Horrible. Horrible, horrible. He's horrible. He's brilliant. I've met him a couple of times. Sparred with him once. He probably won't remember, but I was about 15. Do you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Really? Yeah. He's got a big memory, is it? Just, yeah, but ran, just randomly. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's funny. I just remember, genuinely, he came in, it was a GB cadet squad training weekend. And they were like, right, we've got a special guest. Steve's going to take it here. Um, Steve is a armbar specialist that killed someone in a judo comp. Yeah, that's how they introduced him. <laughs> yeah, that's like it. fucking Have you seen video of it? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? You kind of go, well... <laughs> do you know what? In that video, the only person I don't blame for it is Steve. Yeah. He's fucking sat there doing exactly what he's oh, meant to yeah, be doing. Oh, yeah, it's the ref. Referee's bollocks. The ref should have been absolutely fucked after that. And other lads should have just tapped. Yeah. But... I remember he come on the mat and he doesn't look much, does he? Not at all. So he's come on and I'm like, fucking hell. So he's come on and you know how he is, how he's just up front. He's like, right, everyone on the side, we're all just going to spar and I'm going to fight everyone here. And I'm yeah. thinking, he'll be fucked because it's GB squad, mate. There's about 35, 40 lads on that. And anyway, I get to him and all I remember with him was... Everything was like the edge of that table. Yes. Like it's like he's made out of iron bars, isn't it? Oh my god! It was like he'd put just put an elbow on my back, and it felt like he was stabbing me in the back. Yeah. And if he got an arm bar, it was like where I'd punch my arm through, and then maybe grab my lapel if I'm in a gate and lean back to build a bit of pressure. He didn't have to. No. He'd just punch it through, and it was almost like an instant bicep slice. It was just. I don't think you can actually like understand no, how horrible it is until yeah, you feel until it. Yeah, not until he's done it to you. It's yeah. It's the first time, and still the only time, that I finished a round with someone, and when he's made eye contact with me after it, I've looked at the fucking floor. <laughs> know what I mean, I've just thought, stay away from me, mate. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting here, mate. I might try and get down for that. Yeah. Too, Oh, he's a funny more, bloke more as well, isn't he? So. Yeah, he's, he's lovely. So I went over to Tenerife after Ben went, you've got to do arm locks with Steve. Mm. You've got to do arm locks with Steve. I went, right, I'll do as I'm told. I'll come over and I'll do arm locks with Steve. And we just did the weekend's drill and I thought, at this point, Steve's maybe 58. Yeah. And I'm sort of sat there going, right, I'll, I'll just play a bit of guard. I'll just start off relatively easy. Like, I'm thinking it was judo so he's going to be more based on his feet anyway yeah. and it, it, within like fucking 10 seconds he was around locking me like what yeah. the fuck just happened it's phenomenal like I've, I, I never watched him do judo because it was a bit before me but my coach when I started at that first club yeah. 
he was like the same era as Steve. Yeah. And he used to speak about Steve as in Steve would go out doing judo and all he'd want to do is get you to the floor. Yeah. So sometimes he'd actually let you throw him. He'd take a small score, but then you were getting absolutely fucking butchered on the floor. Yeah, in, so. and he works the same arm lock sequence every time because once he's punched his grip through your foot oh, he'll get the arm yeah. I'd be very very surprised when he done it like, yeah. it feels like he's made of iron bars yeah. it's horrible but his, his technique on the arm locks it's, I was speaking to him beginning of this week and he's like oh, I've, I've, uh, I've been working somewhere else slightly different and, uh, <laughs> a, bit, a bit like your arm crush that you like but I'll show you it when I come up and we'll have a play with it I'm like and I'm still there going, yeah, that's fucking brilliant, but you can show me on somebody yeah, else. Show it somewhere else, <laughs> yeah, use, right. use somebody else as yeah. you drill really, I'll just watch. But yeah, he's he's just It's nasty, isn't it? Yeah. It's just nasty going it's on. Proper it? brutal it's fighting. Yeah, There's no it is. like It's not even enjoyable. <clears throat> to roll with it. It's him. not enjoyable. See, this is it, is I stood up afterwards, I like I said, I felt like I'd just been battered by yeah. my granddad. It's beneficial, but it's fucking demoralising. Yeah. You just think, what have I been doing all these years? Yeah, and that's 58 it. 58-year-old man ripping my fucking arm off. <laughs> but you stand up and you go, well, he's probably been doing it the best part of half a, cent- half a century. Oh, yeah, 100%. And the majority of that time, he's been an arm lock specialist. Yeah. It's just nuts. Yeah. But it's, after doing the camp in Tenerife with him, as soon as I started doing a me, I'm like, right, Steve's got to come up. Yeah. Steve's got to come up because Will, like, Will, my brother's not trained with him yet. Half the lads here, they know who he is just based on the fact that I waffle on about the reason I can't fucking straighten my arms anymore, Steve. <laughs> I'm like, it was the only time I were at a camp going, do you know what? I'm really fucking glad I've only got one arm, otherwise you'd have had both the cunts. Yeah. Mate, it would be a good crack though as well. As much yeah. as people will t- learn a lot of shit, it'll just be so funny. Because like, I love people like him that just completely say it how it is. Yeah. Like, if you're doing some shit, he's going to tap you on the shoulder and go, that is shit. Yeah. Let me show you. And I like that, though. It's so funny. Have you done any training with Ben? I've not, you know, but he's not. coming down to our gym. We've arranged it. Have you sorted it out? For April, yeah. 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 I've watched some videos, and he's, to say the least, he's very straight up, and he, which yeah. I just said I like. I, yeah. I've got a lot of time for him. Yeah. I say he's... I, I can't complain about him at all. Yeah. I, I, I've worked with him for a long time now. Um... And he's, he's my daughter's godfather, so we've become very close over that time. Yeah. And yeah, he's just blunt to the point. I had one lad leave the gym because uh, he just he just walked over to him and he went, what are you doing, you f***ing <laughs> I showed you? Oh, God. Just off the... The thing is, I'd have, I'd, have said ex- I'd have said exactly the same to this lad and he wouldn't have batted an eyelid. Yeah. But because I, I don't know what it was, he said, what are you doing? Not even remotely close to what you're meant to be doing. That is unbelievable. Right. But you're not you're not here to delve around political correctness. No, and not stuff at like all. That, no. right? You're here just simply to learn jujitsu. Yeah. And if if you're, for me, in my opinion personally, if you're gonna not learn from somebody that has a hell of a lot to teach you, based on the fact that he might upset you and hurt your feelings. Yeah. That's your problem. That's the thing. Like you just said, it you depends. don't have to like him personally. Yeah, it depends on the person. Like, mate, if I'm doing some shit, I want to know. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather that than you come over and go, "It's all right, that mate. I hate that one. Yeah, That's all right, that. Right, so you're saying it's shit, but without telling me it's shit. Just say it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> so let me know when it's shit. And yeah. That's what I'm like. I'd rather somebody came over and just goes, oh, "That's fucking bollocks." Yeah. That's Agreed. Bollocks. Do this. Do this. You're doing this wrong. Just yeah. tell me. That's it. I I'm fully not, agree. Stop dancing around it, trying to mince around everybody's feelings. <laughs> the only person that cares that you get upset is you and your mum. <laughs> Outside of that, nobody cares. <laughs> Crack on. It's true. Please. But yes, yeah, Steve's up in end of April, 23rd, 24th. So not if you're knocking about, yeah, you're more than welcome up. I'll definitely get up. And, uh, I'm trying to think what else we've got. What else we've got? We've got fucking loads. Do you do them every month? Is it one a that's month? What that's what I'm trying to. Is it? Trying to, yeah. So Lloyd's end of, May, uh, end of March, Gorthorpe's end of April, Ben's middle of May, May. 21st, 22nd. Yeah. Mauricio right. Gomez is back up in June, at the end of June, I think it's like 25th, 26th. Right. Uh, July, I 
Still got to confirm some dates with July, but um, if we're lucky, um, Gordo's coming over. Oh, hang on. So that, that should be yeah. pretty good. Uh, and I've still got some other dates. I've got Fion's coming back to do a guard seminar, yeah. a guard camp weekend. Um, I've got a few other people to talk to. Yeah. And just just fill it and just see. It's, what, good, it's, it's cool. one of them where no, nobody's doing this the way that we're doing it. No. So I've got to play with it, got to see how it works. Yeah. And it's a bang on idea, mate. It's quite. Cool, it? Well, it's working. It, yeah. I, my, ideally for me, this will start popping up all over the country because mm. it benefits everybody massively. It benefits everybody, and I'm not going to complain when people start putting on camps over the country and go, "Ah, well, I did it for." Oh, no, shit. Yeah. Do it. Matter, it it yeah. benefits everybody. Yeah. There's no reason not to. Hundred percent. But no, right. I think we're back on the map in. I don't even know what time. Bro. Hang on before. Yeah, but we'll yeah. be back on the mat in about another half an hour. So we need to get some scram. Yeah, one o'clock, mate. Is it one o'clock now? One o'clock now, yeah. We'll sure. be back on the mat in about 15 minutes then. Yeah, sure. We've gone a bit over. But no, thank you for coming up. Oh, it's been absolutely brilliant. Mate. And we'll we'll do it again, but we'll do it in the gi. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we'll definitely it. do it in the gi because yeah. that, that'll be uh, just as interesting. I've got more in the gi. A lot more in the gi. Ten times more in the yeah. gi. Like, there's so much in, in grips alone. Yeah. Um, that's what I don't get, like a lot of people at the moment, because I've got quite a few seminars booked at the moment, and they're just all no gi. And it's almost like no one wants gi, but I'm thinking, like, I've got so much more shit well, in the gi. Well, you say this, but gi, gi camps for, for us tend to be better. Really? Yeah, and I think it's I think it's a generational, not necessarily a generational thing, but there's Nogi's quite popular. It comes around in circles, yeah. doesn't it? Nogi's quite popular because of submission-only shows and you know mm. submission grappling shows being mm. more popular, and it, it probably is a bit more fun to watch. Mm. But I think the people that appreciate the gi and really appreciate the sort of intricacies of the grip fighting yeah. are more likely to travel to to learn it. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, I I prefer the gi. Yeah. I've I got a lot more to, to, to give in the gi, yeah. so yeah. But I'll always do both. Yeah, I'll always do both. Likewise, yeah. It doesn't bother me in the yeah. slightest. But no, right. We'll finish there. Thank you very much Spot for coming on. up, and uh, let's enjoy this last yeah, session. Mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers, bud.